three people. Yeah, already. You are live. Live. I live. Broadcast is live. Broadcast is live. Well, thank God for live. Yeah, really. Listen, wh th what the hell is going on in the chat? What is mango? Well, I said mango, but what is chutney? I are cute. And well, I know what happy bark day Roger means. Like that's easy, but that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, it is. Cause it's Roger's birthday. And we're going to celebrate Roger for like five minutes. And then we're just going to get into talking smack and see what you guys want to talk about today. Cause I had no topic. No, we I didn't really discuss one. Usually people don't know what goes on behind the scenes at Covered to yeah. Covered. It's usually a very intense conversation about what we're going to talk about. Uh, Monday night is usually when we figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you never see it advertised prior, because I'm just like fried from the one before and I'm busy. And then, well, oh, wait, hey, wait, wait, there's four people here. That means we broke three, which means it's time for the intro. Already. Covered or Covered is a podcast that features two idiots talking about music at length, and occasionally a dog does make an appearance. There will also be special guests from time to time that will show up, and they will be smarter than the hosts. And the hosts will give their opinions. By the way, they are exactly that. Opinions. They are not truths, they are not fallacies, and they do not reflect the views or opinions of their employers or those they employ. So with that, just enjoy the damn show. And here he is, the pup of the hour, Roger. It's your birthday. Woo, Roger. Whoa, Roger. Well, you know what that means. You know what that means. What's it mean? Come on, dance time. <laughs> he loves this. Can't you tell? He loves it. I like I like his interpretation of the vocal on the song. He's singing along. Who is better, John or Paul? <laughs> oh, George. Okay, got it. <laughs> Are you bent out of shape, buddy? Sam. He's bad. Now he's, you know why? Clearly, he's more of a Stones guy. Uh, yeah, he is, obviously. But listen, no, I've been holding back his, his gifts in a bag here that I got for him okay. for a while. Okay. So, And he's been, like, really pissed off because I haven't been giving it to him. So I gave him one I gave him one treat, but now it's time for the rest of your gifts. You want the rest of your gifts, buddy? You're two years old. Give me a kiss. Yeah, I love you. Sit down. Sit down. Shut up. Sit down. Listen, you're the co-host. You need to behave like one. Oh, wait, you are. <laughs> All right. So. He got a box of Bark Brights, which I do recommend, though they are expensive, but they're really good for, like, dog's breath, and he loves the treats. And then also, it would not be a birthday without a happy birthday pup pie, 
So we need to give him a little little piece of treat. Nice. That, that's the first and foremost. Because other looks, he's already hitting the chair. He's all like, "Dude, come on, give me my due." And he's like, "That's my cake." He's like, "Don't eat my cake." That's my pup pie. That's my pup pie. Well, it's kind of cute. It comes in a little dish. Why does it come in a dish? I saw Gall McCartney eat a pup pie once. I'm sure he probably did. That's why I'm keeping this away from him. Remove sign. Shout out to Gall McCartney for the probably the worst beer I've ever had in my life, too, by the way. What happened? What did he, what did he give you? Um, Evil Urges. Belgian-style dark ale brewed with amber candy sugar. And okay. it just tastes like wood. <laughs> well, this probably does, too. So I'm not... Actually, this smells pretty good. I'm not going to... It smells like cocoa, which they're not supposed to have, but I don't think that PetSmart would be selling products like this that would just instantly kill your dog. So go ahead, buddy. It's yours. It's your birthday cake. All right, uh -oh. you were getting all angry. Now he's like, sniff, sniff, sniff. Now he has to lick it. Now he's got to take uh, Do I like it? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, a piece fell off. Oh, let me go examine that. Oh, this smells good. Oh, hey, did Nick's heater come on? I can't eat if Nick's heater came on. Actually, it did. <laughs> I know it did. <laughs> uh, all right, wait. I so knew as soon as I said that, by the way, that Jeff Henderson was going to have something to say about it. Uh, of course. All right, so... He also got a panda bear, which is he's been wanting to eat this thing since I brought it in the door. Right, buddy? Uh, 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 oh, oh, and go get it. And he's gone. There he goes. <laughs> and he got some other fun stuff, too. Wow, there's 16 comments I haven't seen yet because I was dancing and playing with him. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, all good stuff. You know, he's so cute and presents and... And yeah, Jeff, uh, Bright Breath. He has no idea what the hell he's talking about because it's not what it's called. It's called Bark Bright, and they don't make it for, you know, people with gigantic chins, so I can't ex expect you to try them, Jeff. Uh, all Or people who nibble on balls like you do. Anyway. He's the Kick Tracy guy, right? He is the Kick Tracy guy. I saw just just people going, ripping on Kick Tracy in the auctions group <laughs> and i figured that was directed at him uh mostly yes if not all <laughs> most of it is. there's usually one person like defending me like oh they're a good band and we're like no <laughs> no no just no no you're wrong that is that is that is incorrect so yes it is roger's birthday he gives us all infinite uh uh, uh amusement and love and uh and good times all around so happy birthday buddy happy birthday roger happy birthday roger you're the man you he are is. the absolute man and we love you and that means we only have one thing left to say fuck you that's right <laughs> um so before we go any further let's talk about the photo you put in the intro of uh bruce springsteen playing a fish that wasn't a fish that was a slug oh a slug he had okay yeah, he had a slug. It went uh, by so fast, I saw a tail, and I assumed it was a fish. Let's see. I have no slides. Well, I could find one. Let's see. Upload file. We currently support Google Slides, PowerPoint, and PDF. I don't have any of those. All right, I'm not. I can't do this thing. I can't do this thing. It's okay. We don't have to see it. What is this? Screen layout. 
What if I push this one? We are live, Mike. You're not supposed to be learning the software right now. I know, but I was trying to put up the Bruce Springsteen meets slug picture. But either way, now I had to put that in because, you know, you. Right. And I did some shopping this weekend. Uh-oh. And. So did I, actually, which is the, it's the first time I had done it in a while. But you don't have to do it. You have a store. I know, but it's good to go out and find some stuff. I know what's in my store. Okay, well, that's good. Um, yeah, I uh, I picked up greetings from Asbury Park. Yeah. For $3. Yeah. And I thought it was OG until I got home. And it's some sort of, like, club reissue. But that's all right. Whatever. It, it's old, and I paid 3 bucks, and I'll never listen to it. So there's that. <laughs> There's a couple tracks on that record you could definitely skip. Yeah, like all of them. No, that's not true. There's a couple of sides on that album I could skip. <laughs> it's a single <laughs> LP, folks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, much like Kick Tracy LPs, I could skip, you know, their double-sided LPs. I could skip a couple of sides. I'm okay with that, 100%, Kick Tracy. Um you know, but then again, you don't like Ozzy. I've been listening to a lot of Black Sabbath, and I'm like, how does he not like Ozzy? Like, I don't, I, I just don't get it, man. I just don't get you. It just doesn't make any sense. I just don't get you. You don't like Tom Petty. Yeah, but I don't hate him like you like rank on Ozzy. Meanwhile, like you like every band surrounding Ozzy. Yeah, when usually when they don't have him involved, it's a lot better. Oh my god. Like Black Sabbath with Dio, that's a lot better. Well, I did listen to the whole thing of Heaven and Hell, and there's some questionable material on there. Oh, like what? What's questionable on Heaven and Hell, Mr. Venezia? A couple of songs. Okay, like what? The ones with Dio. Get, fuck you. Get out of here. <laughs> I will say that listening to Never Say Die, whatever that last track is on the album with the saxophones and horns and stuff, I'm like, all right, this is, I can see why this might be a bridge too far for Black Sabbath. Uh, yeah, they but, needed to say die at that point. Yeah, well, and instead they didn't and made you happy because Dio was part of the band after that. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mark Garney poses a, a very interesting question. Can you use a talk box on a slug? And that, that is a very good question. The answer is I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to try, I don't know how you're going to load it into the slug. Um, but we do luck. have an MXR talk box in stock at Rock City Music Company. Oh, well, not not to like, you know, shamelessly plug things, you know. By the way, I'm Mike. That's Nick. Nick, what store do you own? Rock City Music Company. And where are you located? Five Mile and Farmington in Livonia, Michigan. And where can we find you? RockCityMusicCo.com and on all social media platforms. And now, Roger, I don't think likes that cake pie thing I gave him. Put up Jeff Henderson's comment immediately. Why? Because he's wrong about everything, including Dio this? is Sabbath's best singer, without a doubt. If Pat, I don't know if Patrick Middlestad is watching. I think he would agree also. Well, all right. First of all, you have the IQ of a slug. Jeff is a slug, and Pat's not here. So you're all <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you're all wrong. And, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I can't, even, I can't even argue with you guys because it's like arguing with, like, a midget, with, like, a midget <laughs> IQ. Like, small people, small IQs. I know. I just, I just offended all the small the little people that watch this show, and I'm sorry about that. Um, like yourself. 
I'm 5'8". You're pretty small. I'm not tall. But there are vast You're numbers You're taller of than Dio. I'm, I think, I think Roger's taller than Dio. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. have known by his voice, though. No. But he's, I mean, he did front a band called Elf. Yeah. And he yeah. was on the album cover, too. Yeah. Ozzy and Sabbath is awful. Ozzy up until Diary of a Madman is great. So what you're saying is one album. Uh, yeah. Which would be Blizzard of Oz, essentially. And that record's so. just really good because of the band on it. Now, look. Now, he's Jeff like, Sun you know, you know who Ozzy is like the Eric Clapton of metal, where he's just always in a good situation. So it, it puts him on this pedestal. But really, it's all the people around him. I, I hate all of you. And it's just, no, you're, you're all wrong. So now Lane Henderson is Jeff Henderson's very bright, much nicer, much cooler person. Son. Person. Person. Oh, see the one that plays for the Tigers? Or now the he does. Hello, now Lane. He does. Hello, Lane. So Lane is in here for a good reason. It is Roger's birthday. I think he wants to kidnap Roger. I'm fairly certain of this one. You know, and yeah, I know your wife is five nine and can kick my ass. Your wife is five nine and can kick your ass. So I don't want to hear it, Jeff. <laughs> you know, she's a scary person in a loving way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So a couple of things that we need to address right off at the top of the show. Um, the throwdown has been thrown down. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm going to Las Vegas in a few weeks. And uh, I'm going to run a 5K because I'm trying to get back into my fitness because all I've been doing is fitness sandwich in my mouth. <laughs> and uh, after going to the doctor last week, it was like, yeah, uh, dude, your, your blood is more cholesterol than it is blood. So <laughs> you need to work on things. So I've been working on things since the beginning of the year. I actually I quit, I quit drinking for now. Uh, I've been eating well. I've lost like seven pounds already. So we're, we're heading in a good direction here. Now, at the same time, that same weekend, Yachtly Crew is playing at the Palms. And my mother is now coming to the shows because she wants to come to Vegas and lose all of her, all of my inheritance. And she also loves seeing Yachtly Crew. So she, of all people, made a suggestion. And that suggestion was Nick needs to come to Vegas so her, uh, her, so he and Sailor Hawkins can fight in person <laughs> about Van Halen dreams. <laughs> now, I spoke with Sailor yesterday. He wants you to come. He's like, oh, yeah, bring him. He's got to come out. That'll be great. We'll fight in person. Looking forward to that. So. <laughs> The gauntlet is laid out there for you. Will you come to Vegas? When is this again? <laughs> February 24th and 25th. Oh, there's plenty of time to get this get this figured out. There you go. Well, you got a month, yeah. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to, mostly because I'd like to see Yachtly Crew. There's nothing to fight with Sailor Hawkins about. Dream sucks. Oh, wow. Okay. What, what's left to talk about? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> We can get some we can get some live in person video of these two guys wrestling on the floor of the palms prior to or during the show. 
What if I'm just in the crowd while they're trying to play with a big sign? Dream, <laughs> fuck dreams. Yes. Yes. That would be so good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would be so, so good. Hey, look. What? Oh, oh, well, see. All right. Now. But look, I had somebody say, go, Nick. Somebody well, was backing me. And then now we've got. No, no, no. Wrong, it wasn't. Nick. It wasn't. I don't think it was. Go, Nick. It was go, Nick. Go. Go to oh, Vegas. Oh, you okay. have to go. Okay. Yeah, I think it was more of like a encouragement to actually physically go. I rather see. than go, Nick, we're behind you. We're behind so, you in your crusade against hating dreams. Yeah, exactly. But I really like the sign idea. I really, really dig the sign idea. I think that's absolutely amazing. And the thing is, like, you got to go through a metal detector, but I could probably go early and hide it somewhere uh, within the venue and just. <laughs> and then, like, Sailor will wind up watching this episode and go, oh, that's it. I'm taking everybody off the list. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway. You know, you should go. And and I'm just saying, you should go. I'm always you you're always you're always inviting me to to trips that are super inconvenient. Like what? Like hey, 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 why don't you uh fly across the country to argue about Van Halen with somebody? What am I going to say? Hey, why don't you go like swim in Lake Michigan and argue about Van Halen with somebody like that doesn't work. I think Yachtly Crew is coming here soon because I saw they're playing in Indiana and they they're playing in Ohio. They've got to be adding Detroit. I, who knows? That's up to their booking. Agent. So why? So why don't you fly out here for that? Uh, well, maybe I, I will. Maybe I will. <laughs> you know, I do things. I travel. You travel. You a, travel a lot. <laughs> I do. And I'm leaving next Thursday again. So, um, oh, are we going to do a show the night before? Yeah. Or you, or you don't you don't want to do one oh, no, before we, you got to fly I'm, across the oh, country? Oh, I'm doing a show. Oh, are you? Oh yeah. I'm not like you. Well, like, yeah, I'm gonna be in the morning. You get extra time. That's why. Remember when we finish this? It's usually eleven or eleven thirty my time. It's like eight your time. Yeah, but you text me at like one o'clock in the morning your time routinely. It's not as if like I'm eating up in your normal part, your, uh, like abnormal parts of your day. That's so, true. You know, so there's that. See, Mark Garney brings up a really good point. Mark Garney's absolutely wrong. We're talking about February. Mark Garney's paying for the ticket. I have Mark Garney buy the ticket. That's all good. I'm going <laughs> Thursday to Monday. You can not go at all. Thursday to Monday. That's a, that's a, that's a long. It's a long haul. It's four nights. All right, I'll try and make it happen. There you go. You don't have to go for all four nights. Just go. Are they playing four nights? No, they're playing two nights. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say they're turning in. They're like uh, they're like the dead out there. <laughs> well, they they are getting you know. <laughs> you don't get out much, do you, Nick? I get out a lot. I just don't get out west much. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do anything fun. Um, oh, I, I, like just, I just realized your shirt is Alfred E. Newman as the Misfits shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right, awesome. Here's a cookie. Go eat your cookie. Good boy. All right. So I had to get that out of the way. That is now out of the way. Great. I feel better about things. I think I have to. Am I still, am I still pinning? I feel no. Like I'm still, no, yeah. it sounds fine on my end. Okay, good. 
I just want to make sure I'm not like blowing out anybody's headphones or speakers. Anyway, so that was part one. Part two, there was nothing to really talk about this week from a topic point of view. So I'm going to do something very dangerous here. While Nick and I are riffing on something I'm about to bring up, I want you guys to put in the chat what you want to talk about, what you want us to talk about. What do you want us to fight about? Now, Van Halen dreams, that's a given. That's, that's off the table. Yeah. That's off the table. It's it's just to clarify though, Mike, aren't you aren't you in agreement with me about I dreams? Am, but just not right. as violently as you. Right, right. Okay. I am in agreement. I am in agreement. I'm not a big fan. I, I do not like the song. You know, because Sammy Hagar. But and annoyance. Um, and not really cool Van Halen. That's why all of those things, but not as much as you, you are definitely <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> what was the other one that you brought up? That was like, Oh, that one too. Like, uh, another Sammy Hagar Van Halen. I mean, it could be any of them, honestly. Yeah, um, I, it was probably best of both worlds or finish what you started. I hate that finish one. Finish what you started. I think that was another Or one I might have been, why can't this be love? Because I really uh, hate that one. that one. Up. Okay. Oh, you, you hate that one more than finish what you started? Yes. All right. We're going to have to do like a whole like Van Halen, the Sammy Hagar years retrospective, which will go something like this. So 5150 came out in uh, 1986 and I hate it. <laughs> okay. And then after that was OU812. I hate it. Yeah, go all the way up to balance. I hate all of them. Yeah. And then for unlawful carnal knowledge, I hate it. You know why I hate that record? Because of the dumb title, just so they could go, oh, it's called Fuck. It's funny. Not really, though. It's funny. It's very 1991. Oh, look, Patrick took time out of rehearsal to say hi to us. Pat, you were supposed to be on here to back me up about the D.O. Sabbath. No. Patrick, hang up. Go do your rehearsal because you know that you'll be wrong and I'll have to put you in a corner again. Um, <laughs> all right. So anyway, we want... Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, Jeff Henderson. Well, what do you want us to talk about? Good bands for once. We talk about good bands all the time. We also talk about Kick Tracy. Because <laughs> they suck. Uh, anyway, so... While you guys are deciding what you want us to talk about, I want to bring up something I did. I succumbed to pressure, and I purchased a one-day ticket to Metallica at SoFi Stadium in L.A. All right. All right, because the one-day tickets went on sale, and because I happen to be a Chargers season ticket holder, I was able to get pre-sale. So, did you get good seats? Not really. Okay. There's five levels, and I'm in the third, and that's not including the floor, all right? So there's, like, the, the, the whole field, which it's in the round, so it's a center stage, U2 style, or Def Leppard style, or anybody who has any idea about how to put on a show style, yeah. right? So it's in the middle of the floor. Then you have the 100s, 200s, then you have, like, suites, then 300s, which is a smaller section of fours and fives. So I got in the 300s. For the two tickets, including taxes and fees and everything, it was 350 bucks. Total. Total. That's not bad. Not awful. But the two tickets face price total were $260. 
So $90 in fees and taxes for the two tickets. Again, it just, just keep coming back to that, man. It's like, I just, I, and I really, and it was hard to get them. Like every time I saw a pair of tickets, I'm like, oh, look at somebody took it. Oh, what about these? Somebody took it. Oh, what about these? Somebody took it. Like, okay, this sucks again and again and again. So finally I was like, FOMO took over, like fear missing out. Like, all right, cool. I'll just buy the fucking tickets when I actually can do it. Hit, hit, hit. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. How much? $90 in fees. Yeah. $45 per ticket. My favorite Again, thing has to be the convenience fee. As who's if a convenient get, for? Yeah, right. Exactly. Because I've buying tickets through Ticketmaster is never convenient. Like, I want to know. I want somebody to come on here. And I know there's some industry people that are in the chat right now. I'd love to have somebody come on here and explain what a convenience fee means. Like. Does it mean that because we're sending it to you as an e-ticket or that you didn't have to leave your home to do it or what? Yeah, because it costs so much to send an email. So it's right? it's really. Well, not even that. It's just, it, well, yeah, it, it's just in your account. They don't even send the email. Yeah, that's anymore, true. It's really. that you used to get an email, remember? Yeah. And then you would print the ticket, you but you're right. It out. Yeah, now it just goes right into your app. Exactly. So now it's like what is a convenience fee and it's like four dollars or whatever it is it's nothing crazy but why like why add that isn't that part of the fee in general like give me a break i miss the days of sleeping out for tickets in some strange way like i feel like it was more fun (laughs) you know and you never knew uh, eggs are still more expensive yeah all right cool but uh, you know that's not the point well, um, but what about like there's there's a, a processing fee, right? Which is obviously payment processing. I'm assuming. Let me, let me look up and see if I can find the breakdown of what I actually paid per ticket. I I, I have to have it. That email did come. Um, okay. I gotta I gotta find out what that is. <laughs> Jeff Henderson said the convenience of not sitting in front of Tower Records at 5 a.m. <laughs> well, that'd be hard to do now because there is no more Tower Records. <laughs> Um, and you don't understand, Steph. It's not the point that things cost more now. Concerts cost more now. A third of the price that you pay for a ticket should not be fees. It's like renting a car. All right, you rent a car, it's $59 a day. By the time you're done renting the car, it's $90 a day. So there's issues there. I find that to be a problem especially when it's not explained to you what those fees are and who they're going to. In a lot of ways, I think that it's total nonsense and it's a ripoff. And where does that money go? And how much does the infrastructure cost? I mean, again, we can go back and I could start yelling and screaming about the whole, you know, uh, Taylor Swift thing where, you know, the whole system went down and somehow they still sold 2.4 million tickets. Exactly. You know, like, give me a break, you know, so let me see if I can find. Well, and and the thing, what I was going to say about the processing is like there's payment processing. Usually there's a fee for that. Like you come in my store, I run your credit card. There's a payment processing fee. Yeah. It varies. But, you know, let's just say it's uh, let's call it 3% because that's easy to understand. So that means and that's about right. So, so let's usually, say usually. You, you paid $100 for something. It cost me three bucks to take your credit card. 
usually if you're a high volume company, you get a better rate. Yeah. So you got to imagine Ticketmaster is getting a better rate. I mean, I think that's safe to say, right? They're probably not paying 3%. They no, might I be paying 2 Yeah, and it depends on the credit card, too. And, and But at the same time, that's not a cost that's, like, given to the purchaser. But well, if you see though, it'll say pay, it'll say processing fee. But if your tickets are two hundred dollars, the processing fee fee will be fifty bucks. Yeah, as opposed to six. Right, which is what it's costing them. So where's the other forty four dollars going, and why I, are you being charged it? I found. I found. All right, I found the fees. <laughs> Wait, before you go into this, Mike, I think you need to put Gall McCartney's comment up. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the gene fee. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jane Simmons from Kiss. And what we're doing now is we're processing our own tickets. I'm actually writing them out in crayon and sending them to you. Fifteen ninety nine. That's before the decimal. Her ticket, hand crayoned by Jane Simmons of Kiss. Kissonline.com. Kiss condoms. Kiss coffin. Kiss my ass. Ah. Uh, Anyway, so, and yeah, that's probably true. Um, yeah, this is another one. Static X tickets, $68, and the fees are like 45 bucks. That's insanity. That's, that's, that's insanity. mega insanity because they're like yeah. a theater-level band. Yeah, they're playing the House of Blues. Right, so how is it possible that it could be $45 in fees? I, I don't know. All right, look, so here's the thing. Started off $134 times two, all right? So it's $268. So now we have to get to $351.40 from there, okay? Fees, $5 order processing fee. So that's for the whole order. Okay, wow, I only got charged that once. That was nice of them. $6 facility charge times two okay all right that's twelve dollars so that's seventeen dollars thirty three twenty service fee times two it's sixty six plus dollars right there just for like taking your order right but there's an order processing fee of five dollars so which is it right <laughs> You know, and if you break that down, that's a ridiculous amount of money. It's 25% of the ticket. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Oh, wait, actually, let's, let's come up with the math here. So 33, 20, one, two, three, yeah, yeah, 24.77% of the, of each ticket is added on just yeah. in processing fee. That, uh, not processing fee in in in, in uh, whatever the, the the service fee, yeah. And how many tickets are they processing a day? You know, and everything is computerized now. I'm sure like four IT nerds and a whole bunch of machines could process all the computers, all, all the all the tickets that they're doing every day. You know, mm -hmm. and like it's it's just right. Ridiculous. So you're not paying for the technology to do it. I don't you're know not, what you're paying for. You're not you're paying, paying for shareholders. Like, right. That's I, what I'm saying. Know. You're not paying for credit card fees, as we just established. You're not well, paying you for. Are. Maybe that's that five bucks. Okay, but you're not paying for. I'm saying you're not paying a percentage against the ticket value. You're you're paying a flat fee. You're not yeah, paying for. Fee, yeah. You're not paying for parking. Let's say at the venue, that's an additional charge. 
so yeah where where is where is the money going uh, that's the whole thing. I don't know. Now, Jeff has a good point. Bands need to sell tickets on their own site and fuck Ticketmaster. Okay, that would be great if that was possible. Right. It's really not. Pearl Jam tried doing that. Yeah, you have to. And I, I think you have to explain why. Because you would have to rent the venue. Yep. Assume all responsibility for said venue, including well, no, the staff. No, you don't have to do that. The promoter needs to do that. Mm -hmm. But either way... The, the like all these venues are in bed with ticket live nation or companies. ag yeah. or Ticketmaster. yeah so there's there's right. nothing there's really no other option any other option that comes up gets shut out mm -hmm. you know the only one that's that's around that does I, I forget the name of the company but they do a lot of smaller venues and shut up is it eventbrite no eventbrite is something that you can do on your own which is great that's what we use for great. all of our events yeah but you know what? Could you imagine what it would be if Ticketmaster? Like, how much were you? You got that? Uh, you got that? Um, not Billy Strings. Uh, what's his name? Um, Butch Walker. Butch Walker coming up, right? How much did you charge per ticket? Thirty-five bucks. Thirty-five bucks per ticket. And how much service fee did you? It was it, Eventbrite tacked on a three dollar and twenty-eight cent uh, service charge on top of that thirty-five bucks plus sales tax, which is six percent in Michigan because you were getting a uh, a record. Okay, so total came out to what about forty three, forty four dollars? I think it was like forty one fifty is what it evened out to. Forty one fifty, and you got an album. Okay, yep. So of that, thirty five dollars is your face price. All right, so let's do the math on that one there. So thirty five divided by forty one fifty. So about fifteen percent above what the ticket cost, not thirty three. So let's let's do it from the Ticketmaster point of view. Say Nick ran his whole shebang through Ticketmaster using this methodology. So thirty-five times, uh, let's see, one point. Let's call it a third. That seems to be about right. So now you're talking about like forty-eight dollars per ticket is is what this costs. Right. Actually, it's it should be more than that. I, I think I did my math wrong. Um, should be about yeah. It should be like fifty-two. Yeah, yeah. So like thirty-five times. I think. Yeah, like fifty-two fifty. Yeah, is, and with with the face value still being thirty-five, exactly. seventeen fifty of that would be service charges. Yeah, exactly. So, kind of ridiculous, <laughs> you know. And like at forty dollars, okay, you know that's that's okay. You know, like thirty-five to fifty-two, it doesn't sound that bad. It's still a large percentage. It's still yep. an extra third. You know, whereas, um, you know, and, and somebody brought up the point, you know, think of the people that paid that on top of $2,000 for those tickets. Well, the thing is that the $2,000 tickets have a percentage that's commensurate with the price. Yep. So it's those even more tickets. You're right. You know, that is the case. So on 4,000, if you buy two tickets for $4,000, probably paying somewhere in the neighborhood of $2,000 on top of that in in service fees some ridiculous amount and if you're not then it's weighted in the worst way possible to get the most money out of the lowest price tickets mm -hmm. so and i think it's important rough. it's important to talk about because how like how jeff said uh bands need to sell the tickets on their own site and fuck Ticketmaster for a band like metallica the 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 infrastructure is there it's easier for them to just deal 
All right, now, wait a minute. Wait, we, we need to pause right here. $7,000 for the VIP experience. That money goes direct to the band. Uh-huh. Well, no, it, like, live, well, Live Nation will get a piece of that, too, because they're usually the ones that that are coming up with those VIP experiences, and they're putting hosts on, on hand to run them. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you're right. The band gets a large chunk of it, but Live Nation is taking probably 1200 a person on that. They're not adding on top no, of that. They're no. pulling from it. Yes, yeah. So that's that's different. Yeah. That's different. You know, whereas like if it was seven thousand dollars and then you're adding another like fifteen hundred dollars or two thousand dollars per ticket uh, per experience on that. I mean, like who could afford any of this? Yeah. You know, I, I just I don't get it. So it's like ridiculous. Um, but it's a little bit different on the VIP experiences. Most of that money in the end does go to the band, whereas all these extra fees and things of that nature go to who knows and what are they for? You know, do I think seven thousand dollars for a VIP experience is outrageous? Oh, yeah. Like I don't know any any band that's worth that. Uh, the uh, I just would like to point out that the Kiss Ultimate VIP experience. Now, of course, they have multiple packages, but the Kiss Ultimate VIP experience that's that'll cost you uh that'll cost you eighty five hundred before fees. Well, you know, Nick, for your eighty five hundred dollars, you have no idea the package that you get. In fact, you get my package <laughs> in your face all night long uh, what about call mccartney's comment and the worst yeah. part is you'd have to meet metallica <laughs> no okay and let's clarify this okay because i think this is important to talk about with the kiss meet and greet and by by no means am I defending an $8,500 VIP package, okay? Mm. But at least with the KISS package, you're going to meet the four guys in KISS. If you read the Metallica package at $7,000, it says you will meet two members of Metallica and they will be selected at random. For Depending on the show, it's going to be a rotating thing. So you actually are going to pay seven grand. You don't meet all of Metallica. You meet two guys, and you don't even know which guys it's going to be until you're there. I could probably tell you which two guys it'll be. Every yeah, time. it's going to be it's going to be Kirk and Robert. Yeah, and then occasionally somebody might get James or somebody might get Lars. But you're right. Out of thirty shows, twenty five of them are going to be Rob Trujillo and Kirk Hammett. Now, it's, that's not a bad thing. I mean, look, meeting those guys, and I've met, actually, both of those guys. Yeah, I'm not really, slagging really nice on the guys. guys I'm not know? slagging on the guys at yeah, all. Not at all. But oh, I yeah. would think for that kind of money, yeah, you're right. I get all that. But my point is they're in KISS now. So if you go to see KISS, <laughs> they've you, been you in pay Kiss that. Longer. They've been in KISS longer than Peter, Chris, and Ace Frehley ever were. Yeah, combined. So, combined combined. In, in both tenures of their band. Yeah. You're right. I get Jeff, that's a whole other argument. Yeah, you're right. That, but my point story. is is that if you're paying that money, you're at least meeting the band that you're seeing. The whole band. And you get, you know, I think you get to two. I'm trying to pull it up right here to, to see what's included in that $8,500 ticket price. But going off memory, I believe it's like you get to tour the stage. You get um, samples of my pubic hair. Right. You get, you know, four <laughs> items signed. You get to go to sound check, you know, all the perks that you see the other bands offering. Um, but yeah, $8,500. And I thought nobody would ever come close to that. And then here comes Metallica. And they're not far behind at seven grand. And I'm not saying I'm not a big Metallica fan, so I don't know how they it seems like they treat their fans 
pretty well. They they seem yeah. to like always deliver a good experience. And I know they've got the fan club thing that you get all sorts of like cool limited edition vinyl. I mean, they seem like they're really hands on, but like seven G's and you don't it's even get lot. to meet the whole band that it's it's insane. You know, it's a lot. It looks like it's horrible money grab from people that have more money than they even know what to do with in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I, you know, personally, I don't understand some of these. Don't you want to give back a little bit? Like, you know, you built your empire on the backs of all these people coming to see you and you're just adding more to the empire. I look, it's the great thing and the horrible thing about living in a democracy that's, you know, built around commerce, you know, capitalism is that things like this pop up. You know, there's lots of good. There's lots of good. There's free enterprise, free market system, and you can command prices for things. And if people pay it, people pay it. And that's a wonderful thing to have that freedom to do that. I'm thankful every day for that. Right. Yeah. But then there's the other side of it. Like, really? Really? And, you know, when when we it's different in what Nick and I do for a living, because, you know, in my mind, you know, we work in the guitar world and, you know, not to get too far into the weeds on this, but there becomes a law of diminishing returns with guitars, right? It's like, you know, from zero to $1,000, you're going to get, you know, the closer you get to a thousand, the better the guitar is going to be. And then 2000 is going to be even better. Three, even better. Four, even better. Five, better. Mm-hmm. Six, it's prettier. <laughs> you know, 10, it's collectible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a better guitar. There's just different things about it. So it doesn't, it's like a law of diminishing returns as far as the functionality of what it is that you're purchasing. And when it comes to things like VIP, like when you see how it's stacked in the different, you know, we have 72 tiers, and, right. you know, like, uh, you know. Well, and there's also the line just similar to the guitar world. Like you're talking about, there's also the line of what will you pay? Yeah. Nobody's nobody's demanding that if you go see Metallica, you have to pay seven thousand dollars because no, I because I hate that rhetoric too. That it's like, oh well, yeah, Metallica tickets are seven thousand dollars. No, they're not. The VIP thing is seven thousand dollars. Okay, so you want to go see Metallica, you can pay a hundred and ninety five dollars or whatever you just said you paid. Okay, you don't have to pay seven grand, but somebody else might be okay with paying seven grand because they have it or Metallica's their favorite band or whatever. I mean, you could be be a million reasons. They wouldn't ask that price if they couldn't get it. It's awful to ask that kind of price, though. The thing is, they ask not with people demanding what they're going to pay for it. They just put it out there and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And. You know, just like the the whole dynamic pricing thing with, you know, Bruce Springsteen and Taylor Swift, and we've gone through this ad nauseum, yeah. it becomes really just untenable. Like, when does it stop? And when do people, and we, again, getting back to our conversation with Nick and Adam a few weeks ago, like, how do you mitigate this? You do it by buying records. If you're able, if, if, if people... If bands were able to make money selling their music, they wouldn't have to charge so much fucking money for a concert. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. The only way to make money, truthfully, is through merch. Mm-hmm. Or these experiences, like you said, which usually the bulk of the money is going to end up back to the band. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, but not every band can command that kind well, of, of audience, you know, like, 
I, you know, I, I'd be curious. I'm sure there's probably a Static X experience, but is it going to be seven thousand dollars? Of course not. I'll, I'll, yeah, I, I did the. Uh, it might be four hundred. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know if it would be that much because I think some bands. Let's look it up. Some you, bands you keep talking. Some bands do realize that because they want to make the extra money, but they they usually stack it with some cool merch items and stuff, so it helps to give you some value for your purchase. I'll give you an example. A couple years ago, I did the Deep Purple uh, meet and greet uh, because Deep Purple's one of my favorite bands. I have Ian Pace tattooed on my arm. It was it was an opportunity to meet one of my heroes, one of my favorite bands. You get a couple things signed. You get a pro photo with the band. And unlike some of these things where it's just a cattle call of people, you know, you go through the line, you take your picture. Okay, fuck off. You got to spend time talking to these guys and and asking questions and hanging out. Not a ton of time, maybe a couple minutes per person, but they still took the time. I think that the cost of that, plus I got uh, you know, a backpack, a deep purple water bottle, a t-shirt, a lanyard, my photo, two autographs. It, I think it was two hundred and fifty bucks. I just looked up the Static X one, and and I was way way off. Uh, the meet and greet package is. $105. Okay. That's I could totally hang with that. Yeah. But hang on. <laughs> hang on. Let's see what the fees are. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably probably $65. Yeah, probably. Now this is through Live Nation, so let's see let's see how this comes out. Hmm. Let's see. And of course, the system failed. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god. Oh, there it is. All right, so now this is just, I don't think this includes tickets. I think this is just for the VIP. Experience. It's almost always an add-on, yeah, because yeah. because then the promoters can't touch the money. All right, so that's $20 per ticket that they add on. So it's a little bit less than 20% per ticket added on. Okay, all righty, that's a little better. Cancel order. Now, let's see what it would be just for tickets. Two tickets. They are $30 each for general admission. All right. Let's see. Mark, we'll get to that in a second. I see your comment. Let's see. Yeah, I'm not looking at anything right now except for Live Nation's website. So, uh, all right. So, let's see. What's the percentage on this? Let's see. Almost $12 a ticket at $30 a ticket. Yeah. So that's 39%. Yeah, right. Unbelievable. I mean, come on. It's just so wrong. It's so wrong. You know, I I don't know, man. I I just, I almost give up with this. Wait, I take, yeah. 11, so yeah. Yeah, this is, this is. Now, for some reason, it's not that's without tax. Mm-hmm. So, you know, got to keep that, got to keep that in mind too. Um, Roger, 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 it's your birthday, but go away. And and I would like to say too, this isn't just this isn't just concerts that this happens at. Try and buy sports tickets. Try and oh, buy yeah, football tickets. Try and buy hockey tickets. It's some in some cases, it's even worse. Yeah. In all cases, it's actually kind of worse. Yeah, it's 
but you know, and then, and here's the thing. These are, these are events that happen 81 times a year, mm -hmm. you know, and when it comes to a home baseball game, you know, and that $200 ticket vacillates from 75 to 300, depending on the team that X team is playing. Mm -hmm. So when, when the Detroit Tigers, when Lane Henderson gets called up to the bigs and he's pitching for the Detroit Tigers and they're playing, say the Minnesota twins, the ticket might be $50. But then when the Yankees come into town, that ticket's $150. Yep. So there's that too, that kind of tomfoolery that which that is sort of well. the what the idea of the dynamic pricing exactly. is based on. Yes. Cuz you yes. can charge it, more to see the Yankees. Yep, exactly. But say the Yankees are having a terrible year and you're coming down to the end of the season. Do you lower prices? Mhm. Mm you know, uh, maybe not because it's still a marquee name and who knows, uh, you know, I, I just think it's crazy. I think there needs to be some, some standardization that works out for everybody where not everyone feels like they're getting shafted. Cause right now everybody feels like they're getting shafted that are buying tickets. Yep. Uh, you know, I don't know anybody who's like, man, I, you know, I could pay, you know, $300 for this show and it'd be completely worth it. Is it? Yeah. You know, if you pay $7,000 to spend five minutes with Metallica, <laughs> two members yep. of Metallica. So let's break that down by minute and by member. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, it's like 1250 bucks a minute. Yeah. You know, $1,500 a minute or whatever. And, I, and I'd be willing to bet you ain't going to get five minutes with them. No, it'd be like a handshake, a picture, or say, "Oh yeah, oh I love, you. yeah I love you." Oh thanks, man, thanks, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, and and that's it. Yep. All right, next. Yep. You know, it's like wow, seven thousand dollars. Oh wait, I get to watch soundcheck, where they all sort of mope around. Right, which yeah. which is, as you know, Mike. I mean, I've been to a lot of sound checks. They're not yeah. that exciting. <laughs> I will say that, though, for people that have never had that kind of experience, I get it. It's exciting. Like, oh, I get to go to sound check and kind of look behind the curtain a bit and see the great and powerful laws and all that stuff. I totally get it. I totally mm -hmm. get that. But it's it's they overvalue that experience mm -hmm. asking these prices. Now, who sets those numbers? I don't know. That's got to be in Metallica in conjunction with Live Nation or their management or whatever. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just I just find it to be a bit outrageous. And I hate to keep coming back to this topic, but it, it just burns my ass every time. And here's the thing. There's really, I mean, unless you're like somebody like me or somebody like Nick that may know people here and there and we able, able to get into shows once in a while for free, we all got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And it sucks. And here's it's the other thing. As long as keep as people keep paying those prices, you know, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. You know, I mean, yep. there's there's no there's no changing it. If you go, this is bullshit and then run your card for it. You know, I mean, if you're OK with paying it, you're OK with paying it. If you're not, that's fine, too. But as far, as far as i'm concerned it's like you can't go this this is bullshit i gotta pay 350 bucks because nobody's putting a gun to your head no they're not and and you know uh, but it still hurts oh yeah it still hurts and you know some of the greatest like i bought guns and roses tickets uh, i don't know like six or seven years ago when they were touring around doing stadiums right yeah for the for the first run yeah yeah and those were pricey run. that was the most money i'd spent on a ticket up to that point 
I bought I bought two tickets, and this is like six years, like 2015, right? 2015, I think it was 16. It was 16. Yeah. I bought two tickets. It was $500. Yeah, I was just going to uh, – Gall McCartney got, got tickets for that. Do you remember what we paid for that, Gall McCartney? Because we were like lower bowl. So they did Ford Field where the Lions play. We were lower bowl, but probably like, I don't know, three or four sections over from the stage, 20 – 30 rows up. I mean, they weren't like killer seats and I, I think they were like two seventy five a piece. Yeah. It's, it's somewhat ridiculous. And then of course it's city dependent. So I remember when Paul McCartney played here, um, tickets were about, you know, depending on where you were, they were fairly reasonable. They're about $150 each, you know, to get okay seats at Petco or wherever it was that he was playing. And then he played at the MGM grand in Vegas. And no ticket was less than three hundred, mm-hmm. and I I like Paul McCartney, but you know, like I I couldn't see spending six hundred dollars to see him. It just I can't I can't do it. I can't do it. Like because I always think about what could I do with six hundred bucks, and I could buy albums I don't need. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's obviously. There's, There's thresholds. Ex- there is. And and he's somebody where you're like, you know, think about who you're seeing, you know? I, I, there's a couple of times I've regretted not doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I was offered tickets to the final rush show ever. Right. I had to pay for them. They were 200 bucks each, 190 bucks each or whatever it was. And that was Facebook. This is somebody who worked in the industry and they were doing me a favor. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do it like 400 bucks in 2015 was like that was a lot yeah you know if i had known what i know now you would i have gone yeah you know and do i still regret it even if i hadn't known yeah but those sort of things are few and far between Mm -hmm. you know so you know i'm going to this show this metallica show mainly not for metallica no you're going for pantera and mammoth Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see Wolfie tear it up, you know, especially after seeing him at the, you know, the, the, the Taylor Hawkins thing, mm-hmm. you know, so for sure, I want to see the progression. I want to see him rip it up. I want to see him sing. I want to see how the band performs, you know, I think it'll be great, you know, and yeah, I want to see Pantera, you know, I've walked out on most Metallica shows because I've always gone to see the bands that opened up for them. Mm-hmm. I walked out on the big four. Well, you were probably you probably walked out because you were walking into the backstage, which I, we don't have no. to get into details on. But no, I was not. I was not. I was not backstage. I was in a suite, you know. But I was not backstage. I was in a suite. A little bit different. No, well, still cool. Still a premium. <laughs> still a premium. But I, I literally, you know, watched the first three bands. I went down for four or five songs of Metallica, and I left time before that it was at the it was when they were doing the summer sanitarium tour and we had we had uh who do we have on that but we had power man 5000 on that bill that was when i was working in in the music industry and it was like uh system of a down power man 5000 kid rock corn metallica an all tama drums tour (laughs) (laughs) and uh (laughs) and uh you know it was at it was at uh at usc and uh you know where the where the was it the Trojans? 
where, where the Trojans play, and the football team, uh, the USC Trojans. Yeah, that's it, USC Trojans. And uh, it was like 80,000 people. I walked out. I was just like, all right, cool. You know, like right before they started, I watched like the first like three notes of like Creeping Death and I left. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it sucks when, you know, uh, it sucks to kind of waste the experience like that too. But at the same time, it's like, I didn't go to see you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm okay with them. You know, I don't have a Metallica problem apart from the years of say 93 to roughly 2016. (laughs) To 2023. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what this new album's like. Then I may extend it. Yeah. Um, but I like the new song. I like the it's new song. It's a start. It's a start. Yep, it's a start. Anyway, that's enough of my pontificating on this point, I think. You know, um, it's, you know, it just sucks. Uh, oh, somebody wants to know what baseball tickets go for now. Well, like, if it's Yankee Stadium, you can pay $10 and sit in the bleachers. Or you could pay $3,000 and sit behind home plate. Wow. That's every game. That's every game. So, and people do it. Those tickets sell. So they're always bought by corporations that give them out as gifts and what have you. Um, you know, Patrick's back and I don't want to hear him. Thank um, you. Thank so you, Pat. He's wrong. He's wrong. You're no, he's wrong. not. No. And Jeff is wrong. No, All three of you are you're wrong. outnumbered on this one, and I know Gall McCartney feels the Just same way too. Just because I'm so. outnumbered doesn't mean you're right. How? Let's not fuck fuck this argument. Yeah, exactly. So, what are you listening to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been listening to a lot of Dio Black Sabbath. <laughs> oh, have you? No, the actually. Dehumanizer is <laughs> a great record. I really want to eat. Like it smells so good, but it's not a it's not a human cookie. Here's what I've been listening to. Should I try it? No. Yeah, of course you should try it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I uh, we talked about record shopping uh, this yes. past weekend. I went to a great store around here called Melodies Rock and City Memories Music Company. <laughs> <laughs> called Melodies and Memories. Definitely a uh, crate diggers store. Ooh, and. Yes, you would love it. Rooms and rooms of vinyl. And uh, I picked up a ton of great stuff that I, of course, haven't had a chance to play all of it yet. But uh, the thing I was most excited to get, as you know, I'm a huge Mata Hoople fan. Um, I got a mint condition uh, first press of Ian Hunter, Welcome to the Club, which is his live record from 1979 with uh, Mick Ronson. Nice. That sounds great fantastic condition i think it was like 11 bucks all about that broke out super tramp breakfast in america the mofi oh yes nice incredible sound quality and also the helicopters high visibility one of my favorite albums of all time all right i'm looking at the ingredients on this thing Oat flour, rolled oats, molasses, coconut glycerin, peanut butter, pumpkin, rye flour, sunflower oil, natural smoke flavor. What is natural smoke flavor? It's um, what Burger King uses for the burgers. For the lines. Um, vanilla, cane sugar, sunflower leth- lecith- lecith- lecithin, 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 turmeric, beets, and spinach. 
turmeric. He's eating it. It actually doesn't taste bad. <laughs> Maybe that could be part of your diet. You should ask your doctor. Uh, like, uh, should I eat the lazy dog cookie dog cookie company cookies? Um, I wish you had this where I could put comments up. Why? Because I see something I want to put up. That one? Nope. Oh. That one? Nope. Oh, that one. Yep. All right. So we all know that Gall McCartney is a chromosome away from being human. <laughs> and this proves it. This definitely proves it. Like not even missing link style. He's like pre missing link. Like he's <laughs> he's the missing links missing link. <laughs> What's happening, baby? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, yeah, I just don't, I don't believe it. I don't, and I, I just don't go with it. And so, yeah, Mark Garney, I ate it. I, I, I don't feel bad about it, to be honest. It actually, it actually tasted not bad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Um, which is funny because Roger would normally, you know, whenever I'm eating food, doesn't matter what I'm eating. If I'm eating something, he wants it. Yep. And because he's like, well, daddy thinks it's yummy, so I should probably eat it, all of it. And so I hope he leaves the table so I can eat his whole meal, which he's done. <laughs> um, and he got into a lot of trouble for doing that. That wasn't recent. That was a long time ago. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I will admit, I just ate a dog treat, and it tasted good. Highlights of episode 31. <laughs> poison turmeric. No. Uh, no, it's not poison turmeric. Um, anyway, so... Hey, Nick, you know what I'm listening to? What's that? You you chewing a dog treat? I know you're listening to that. I've been listening to Roger yell at me all day because he's a good boy and it's his birthday. Um, no, I did some crate digging, like I said, uh, this weekend as well. And I got some really cool pieces. I got, um, well, I got, what did I get? Oh, I picked up uh, Jeff Beck Truth and Blow by Blow. Got both of those. Had a, and that's been sort of in heavy rotation since. Um, I told you I got greetings from Asbury Park. I haven't touched it to my turntable because I think it'll blow up. Uh, I like I like how you bought it though. You're not gonna play it, but you bought it. Well, look this way. Nobody can be like, oh, you hate Bruce Springsteen. You don't have any Bruce Springsteen albums. I have four, um, or three. I have three. Um, Nebraska was in there too, and I decided not to go with that. No, that's probably a good call. Yeah. I don't care how how much everybody wants to tell me how great that record is. It's I don't I don't think it's that great. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and then I picked up uh, what I got. I got uh, Def Leppard. Yeah, not yeah. Mirrorball. That's a live one. So I got that. I got a record store left a 2021 record store day Engine Kid album. I love Engine Kid. So anybody who doesn't know who Engine Kid is, uh, Greg Anderson was the guitarist of Engine Kid. He was also Engine Kid. He's also the, the guitarist in Sun and in um, Goat Snake. And he's also the, the president, the guy who runs Southern Lord Records. That's him. So anything put out on Southern Lord Records, a lot of that stoner rock, doom rock that you guys probably love, like Sleep and uh, a bunch of other things, there, and Goat Snake for that matter, 
a uh, bunch of other bands are on Southern Lord Records. So that's that's Greg Anderson. And this was Engine Kid. This album came out in the early to mid 90s. It's actually pretty good. It's all over the place stylistically. It's not just like stoner rock. Uh, there's like some hardcore style stuff in there and then some like melodic things in there too. It's really weird. And it came with, it's it's a obviously it's a remastered for vinyl, pressed on vinyl, and then a seven inch came with it too from their original demos, which I thought was pretty cool. So, uh, but was that just from this past record store day? No, it was from November one. It was. Yeah, it was from okay. twenty twenty one. I kept. I have the whole thing. I could show it to you, but uh, I thought it was. I thought it was. Well, it said twenty twenty one, but maybe it was something that was supposed to come out in twenty twenty one and came out in twenty twenty two. Because I was gonna. I'm pretty sure that that was a Black Friday. It it very well could have been. Okay. Um, I don't have it here. I'm grabbing something else. Yeah, all right. So I can go find that out later, though. But I did pick up this. Oh, yeah. Now, this is from, and I, you know, Tom Jones is Tom Jones. Now, this is from Tom Jones, as I posted on Facebook, uh, for those of you that, that, are, that follow me or are friends with me on Facebook. This is from his, um, when he was a real estate agent, Tom Jones. Because he named his album Live in Las Vegas. So he's trying to get people to come to Vegas and buy homes. That is such an old man joke. It is, but you laughed. So yes, Tom Jones, live in Las Vegas. <laughs> I thought it was a very good promotional thing to get his real estate, uh, his realty business off the ground. So. Does he do She's a Lady on it? Uh, no. I think this is pre-She's a Lady. Um, when is this from? Let's see. I mean, it does have. It does have. It's not unusual. Here's a joke for you. Uh-huh. Ready, Mike? You ready? I went to the doctor because I wasn't feeling well, and he did all sorts of tests on me, checked me out, and came back. And the doctor said, "You have Tom Jones disease." And I said, "Is that bad?" And he said, "Well, it's not unusual." Hey. Yeah. Hey, why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Because. Oh my God. <laughs> What's happening, baby? <laughs> oh boy. So, what else did you get? Um, what else did I get? There was something else in there. Something else good, and I, I just don't remember. Oh, I picked up the Bengals, Different Light, with Walk Like an Egyptian and Manic Monday. and uh, Manic Monday, are, great song. Yeah. And because the Bengals are great, and so is Prince. And he's just called Chris on that album. Uh. like Or Christopher or something. Like that. I think it literally says, you know, Manic Monday, like written by Chris or written by Christopher. You know, it's like, huh, okay. Oh, see, see, there we go. That's why the chicken crossed the road, because Tom Jones is performing across the street. Oh, yeah. I got also, in in uh, my crate digging, I got a uh, killer UK first press of the uh, Beck Bogart Apathy, or a piece which record. Which we were talking about last week, too. Yes, which I'm a, I love that record, and I've never seen a, an actual UK copy, so I picked that up. And I also got uh, Harry Belafonte live at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> nice. And I also got, um, oh, 
Here's something you'll appreciate, Mike. I got a mint white label promo of Rupert Holmes. Which one? The I forget the name of the album, but it's the one that has With escape the and answering machine and him. Him all yeah, on yeah, it. It's kind of the only one to have. Which, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this before. There's that thing on Paramount Plus, that little mini series about yacht rock uh-huh. or soft rock. You got to see it. Okay. It's great. It's great to hear the stories about, you know, with a lot of these original players uh, doing interviews and such. So it's, it's pretty good. Um, oh, yeah. There, speaking of, I also picked up Kenny Loggins Alive uh, and double album I got for three bucks. Uh, so is that a live Kenny Loggins? No, it's a live. A live. No, but is it actually a live record? Yeah. Okay. A double double live album. Um, I got Derek and the Dominoes, Layla, and other assorted love songs, and really Great good album. vinyl condition. But the cover's got a cutout on it. Like somebody cut out part of the back of it for some stupid reason. I kind of don't care because the album itself is in really good condition and it costs seven dollars. So yes. I want to play it. What else did I get? I, I put everything in my Discogs. This way I can remember it. I don't remember putting this in twice, though. Uh, Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy. With the book and the poster? With the book and the poster, yeah. Nice. But not with the... With, there's a merch sheet that goes in there, too. I don't think it has that. But it's got the book and the poster. And they're both in immaculate, like, untouched condition. Awesome. Um, so, and that was like three bucks. Like, all right, cool. I'll take it. Um, I also picked up the Stranger Things season four soundtrack, uh, which is totally worth picking up for the amount of songs that are on there that everybody knows, including Master of Puppets, My Metallica, and Run Up That Hill by Kate Bush. Um, that was, you know, she's now super popular again because of Stranger Things. Go figure. Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush, or if you ask one of the guys that works for me, he thought that was by Carol King. No, it's not even close. Not even close. And in fact, I don't even like the song. I don't even think it's a good tune. But somebody does. Um, and then uh, what else? I think that's pretty much it as far as like anything of note that I picked up recently. I got Tarkus by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, but that's just because it was there. The Armadillo, man. Yeah, you got to have the Armadillo. Um, so anyway, what's coming out this week? What's coming out this week? Hang on, let Since me. Since we already did list. our show, yeah, right. Let's go you know, backwards. The show's done. <laughs> We're doing it Quentin Tarantino style this week. Yeah, we're just filling it all in. Okay, so coming out this week, the new album from is it Manskin or Mainskin? Maneskin. Okay, whatever. The ones that do, I'm begging. Yeah, and they do a cool job of it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. it, it they they crush. Um, In fact, Howard Stern was talking about it this morning. Funny enough. Italian glam rock throwback band. Um, And I did make a note of it here that it features a cameo from one of the most overrated guitar players ever, Tom Morello. Oh, my God. Shut up. Um, But, no, they've been gaining popularity, and uh, everything I've heard by them has been great. I've seen them play on TV a few times, and uh, singer's great. Band's no, they're, great. They're a yeah. really interesting band. I, I'm. I definitely have to dig into it a little bit more, um, because they are something that's very different. And I'm. I'm digging what I've heard, 
and it is very you can tell that there's a bit of an italian accent when they sing too mm-hmm. uh which kind of is like a little intriguing makes it a little more i guess foreign in that regard um but they're great musicians yeah and they're super young yeah they're like they've this is their third record it said and uh, i was reading most of them i think the oldest guy in the band is like 23 yeah i think the bass player is like 22 yeah you know and and they've been around like they started when they were like 15 yeah 15 16 years old so uh and they won some huge contest in europe i don't know if it was like american idol of europe it was like x factor or something something like that that. Yeah. yeah and they they absolutely crush and and they've been getting a big head of steam so uh definitely you know that's my homework for next week i'm gonna check that out that's for sure uh what else is coming out a special deluxe anniversary edition of ufo no heavy petting great record saw that yeah with uh, of course the classic lineup with michael shanker this edition is triple it comes on triple clear vinyl and it features the original album and a full live show from the roundhouse in london in 1976 okay so that's gonna be great what else live ufo with michael shanker hard to top this is true finally i i have to mention as i have many times on this show finally coming out on vinyl gotta pick it up can't say it enough butch walker butch walker is glenn finally coming out on lp nice all right well i'm gonna get one by the way i think you owe me like three or four albums i have them all set aside for you that's great why don't you charge me for them so you can send them to me (laughs) i will when i have time okay that's fine see this is how nick conducts business ladies and gentlemen he says great yes i have that i'll put it aside for you no your money's no good here but i'm not sending you the album (laughs) so neither will i make money off it nor will i give these to anyone or sell them to anyone at any point but somehow my doors will stay open (laughs) all right i'll sell them to you ah thank you (laughs) you need to get butch walker as glenn though Although it's going to be hard to come by if you see it in any of your uh, stores, wherever wherever any of you are. If you see it, grab it, because the first pressing was severely allocated thanks to our event this weekend, where like 85% of the run went to us. Well, I guess I need one. Well, they're all spoken for. Oh, wow. Van Connor from Screaming Trees died. Oh, that's a bummer. 55 years old. Drugs are bad. I have no idea if there was was it, was it drugs. Yeah, I was going to say you just don't put that out there. Uh, let's see. Now we're going to. Uh, no, wrong one. Go back. No, I don't want to read how Kate Blanchett sneered at Margot Robbie. Oh, stop it. All right. Now, now I even now I lost it. Yeah, I don't know what the hell you're doing, dude. I don't know what I'm doing either, man. Um. Any news on the <laughs> I'm gonna keep asking like every week until you hear something, but like those Van Halen Mofis, no, nothing. Nothing. You're SOL, dude. Listen, I don't want to be SOL. I just wanna, you know. Well, I'll put it to you this way. The Crosby, Stills, and Nash of the debut record Mofi on Super Vinyl has finally just started shipping in the last co- Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh. Um, it's finally just started uh, started shipping, and I think I saw that in the fall 
2020 uh music Better direct catalog <laughs> yes so there you go all right well we'll see it in 2024 yep or That'd late or late 23 because i've i've been seeing those van halen since since right after eddie died jesus all right well that means they were in play before eddie died um so all right well great uh that means it's time to move on because you know we got nothing else to talk about. We didn't really have a topic. We don't have a guest, but everybody hung out with Roger, which is the most important thing, if you ask me. Yes. Um, it's time for Discovered. Okay. Okay. Which means that it is a. We discuss a cover song that we both think is as good, if not better, than the original. And since we were on the topic of Metallica today. I'm going to go with a Metallica cover. Not their cover of Turn the Page, I hope. No, that's awful. Here uh, I am. You know, that and Whiskey in the Jar, I'm like, stop. Uh, but back during the Black Album days, they actually did a cover of a song by the Anti-Nowhere League called So What? Yes. And it's hysterical. Um the lyrics are hysterical the way they do it is great because you know if you listen to the original like they metallica actually do it better i honestly i just feel that they do it better um and you know i'm but with lyrics like i fucked a sheep i fucked a goat i ran my cock right down his throat so what <laughs> it's i think it's hysterical it is um, funny it is very funny so when i was a uh, funny story was I was on college radio when that was when that was out. And obviously you can't play songs with curses in it. So what I did was I went into the editing studio. I bleeped out all the well, I flipped around. I put it on a reel to reel tape and I physically cut and flipped the tapes, you know, portions of the tape where he was cursing, including the word cock. And then I played it. Except cock backwards is <laughs> cock. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so Outstanding. Like, oh, FCC flag. <laughs> okay. Oops. Oops. I'm sorry. Big mistake. So yeah, that's my that's my pick for Discovered this week is Metallica's version of uh So What by the Anti Nowhere League, which I'm pretty sure you can find on Apple Tunes and Apple Music and Spotify and all those other things. So That's a great call. It's part of the black black album box set too, because I think it's on one of those twelve. And it's on uh, Garage Days. Oh, is it? Yeah, on the second disc. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have those. So, your turn. Okay, my pick this week for Discovered is a fantastic cover by Prince mm. of the Joni Mitchell song "A Case of You," which he, I think he, I think he did it multiple times in his career, but. Uh, the version I heard the other day was uh, from the one night alone at the piano, which I think came out two or three years ago, like a uh, legacy uh, release live live album. But it's just solo, just Prince uh, and a piano. And he does an outstanding version of that song, which I think is is, is a great song. The Joni Mitchell one's outstanding. Uh, it's on Blue which is arguably her best best uh record but cool to hear somebody like prince do it he stays pretty true to the original but um 
plays around with the melody a little bit and he just sings he just sings that song great and i was uh was pretty moved by it i'm pretty certain that joni mitchell writes songs that everybody else does better than she did that's what everybody says about her and bob dylan but i disagree with dylan but i kind of agree with joni mitchell yeah because i mean like if you think of like you know both sides now judy collins did it better if you think about woodstock crosby stills nash did it better the this print song that you're talking about he did it better i'm sure of it you know there's just so many things that she wrote writes great songs in either in the wrong key or when they're reimagined they're that much better mm-hmm. one of the two uh and look i give her all the credit in the world i mean she's still kicking you know lucky her because yes. she was supposed to be dead yeah she laid she laid pretty much dead on her floor for three days after having an aneurysm yeah so i mean and she performed like three or four months ago yeah yeah um so yeah really really crazy but just not my cup of tea and i just feel like she writes quality songs that everybody else takes and makes better that's all yes (laughs) and and yes mark carney that's a classic video yeah that's uh yeah yeah he 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 delivered a a fantastic guitar solo and that was on, a concert for George. I mean, that was no, that was the Rock and Roll Hall oh, no, of Fame no, induction. Sorry, rock and Roll yeah. Hall of Fame uh, uh, concert for George. It was uh, Clapton actually did it. Um, yeah, and of course, it, Prince. The Prince one was better because it wasn't Eric Clapton. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he tore it up on on that for sure. It's one of his best performances of a song ever. You know, probably besides doing Purple Rain in the rain at the Super Bowl. Yes. You know, which is like you couldn't write a better script. Right. You know. So cool. I think Prince made it rain on purpose. He, he made it rain talent. He he did. All right. You know what time it is. Do you know what time it is, Nick? I do know what time it is. What time is it? It's time for this song sucks. Oh yeah. Where's the other version? Oh, this one you're talking about? (laughs) So good. You should change it every week where it's a different Steve Miller song. Well, we were going to talk about the beauty of that, of what is Steve Miller. Now, all right, true confessions, and I have to before before I bring this up, uh, I I I don't think it's ever going to make it, which really really sucks. But let's see, view uh, view refund review order details. Yeah, it's never going to happen. So I don't know what happened to it. I bought you a Christmas gift. Okay, and it was supposed to be delivered right around christmas eve and it never got delivered and then i checked with amazon again and it was delayed and then i checked again and it was delayed and then they're like would you like a refund and i said no not yet and then it was delayed and then it was delayed and then it was the new year and it was still delayed and i'm like you know what this thing is meant to never reach your store i had bought you the steve miller greatest hits 74 to 78 and put in a nice nice note 
which said, Merry Christmas. I know you shall cherish this. Sadly, Abracadabra is not on this. <laughs> oh, damn. That would have been great. If had that shown up, I would have been so pissed. You know what? I, well, I'm sure you would have been amazingly pissed, and I'm still annoyed that it never got there because I thought it was great. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. But, but... Being that it was lost in the mail, it still may very well show up at some point. No, hopefully it's been taken out of production, and that's why they can't deliver it. No, it was shipped. There was a tracking number and everything. It was lost by the post office. Yes, post maybe, office well, maybe the post office hates fucking Steve Miller, too. Maybe they hate you. <laughs> Could be. I don't know. I've gotten everything else I've ordered recently. Just well, luckily, right. luckily, not that. But it's the thought that counts, so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Merry Christmas. I didn't get anything from you or the albums that I want to purchase. All right. I'll so. send you those and I'll send you a copy of Steve Miller, 74 to 78. That's all right. I got two. Keep them. I actually, I don't, I don't have two. I almost bought a couple of Steve Miller albums to send you from the, from the discount bin, from the dollar bin. I just wanted to sign it. Steve Miller, like pretend like he signed it and just watch you burn it. Um, what would, ha- all right, let me ask you this. If somebody did get you a Steve Miller album signed by Steve Miller, like authenticated, signed by Steve Miller, what would you do with the album? I'd probably put it right in the trash. Would you really? Yes. That's horrible. Why would I want it? Why wouldn't you put it on your wall and be like, look, behold. I'd be like, look, the worst part of my collection ever. Here's the worst record in my collection. Framed. Unfortunately, it's even signed by Steve (laughs) Miller. All right. Well, <laughs> um, it's wait, hang on. What are we doing again? Okay. I just wanted to just remind everybody what we're doing here. Wait, we need another Okay, great. Uh, Before we go any further, though, can you hit that other video clip? You know the one. Hi there. My name is Unimportant. There you go. (laughs) I can't believe that guy was on this show. Look, we're going to need more video clips. That's what I I think I'm going to effort this week by week. I'm going to add more video clips and things of that nature. I think we need a little more, a little more, because we have more fun with that. Um, It'll keep people interested. Anyway, so uh, with that said, it's time for this. uh, It's time for this song sucks. Nick, you are up to bat. What song sucks this week? Okay. So this came. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it, it, trust me. This one sucks for a very long time. The only issue is. I can't remember if I've mentioned this song before, but right. it came up. It came up in my uh, my uh, Apple Music shuffle, and I thought, "Oh my god, I forgot how awful this is." Iron Maiden, "Angel and the Gambler." I I think we talked about Iron Maiden, but I don't think you brought up that one. Oh my god! I think god. I brought up a really crappy Bra- Blaze Bailey one. Um, it might have been that one because this is a Blaze Bailey one as well. It's almost uh, ten minutes long, and it does the same two parts over and over again. 
Well, no, I don't have it on here. I don't have it on here. Okay, well, if you want to hate Iron it. Maiden, if you want to hate Iron Maiden, because which is very hard to do, but if you want to hate them, go ahead and spin Angel and the Gambler from their album Virtual 11 or Virtual X1. I'm still unsure what the name of the album is. I think it's Virtual 11 because it was their 11th album. Right. It's it's terrible, whatever it is. <laughs> um, the whole album sucks, but this song specifically sucks, and I would definitely say that it is the worst song in the entire Iron Maiden arsenal. All right, wait, we have to stop and address this question from the one and only Nick's mom. What if Steve Miller came into Rock City because someone let him know how much you hate him? I'd, I'd, I'd tell him right to his face how much I hate you him. You would not. What? You would absolutely not. But hey, Steve Miller, I hate you. I would. He's oh, not going to buy anything. Mike, you know as well as I do. <laughs> You know, you, you know as well as I do. He'd be like, "Yeah, you know, I only like Strats from 1974." He'd have some bullshit like that. No, he plays Les Pauls too. Probably not anymore with his back trouble. Well, he did have a whole bunch of his sold through a store I know in Long Island. Oh yeah, but did they come from Les Paul himself? Because you know that was his his, his godfather. He's got to tell you everybody keep that. Reminding us, he's got well, he's got to tell everybody in every interview. Yeah, like that was it. They were like four or five Beano reissues. Well, that's that's cool. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> that, that's I'm glad he sold them then because he shouldn't have had them. He's awful. I mean, why? I don't understand why everybody's like. I don't get why he hates Steve Miller. Listen to any of his music. It's, it's pretty easy. That, I don't think I don't think anybody here questions that you hate Steve Miller. I think that the question is why do you. Like so, there's so much vitriol when it comes to your you addressing Steve Miller. It's just like Steve Miller, he ate my fucking dog and he killed my mom. Like the, the you know, song, and she, which is not true because she just asked the question. Right? It's just <laughs> the songs are just infuriating, and they've been shoved down my throat for my entire life. I think that's what it is, and I don't understand. Like, you know how like some people would be like. Uh, I don't know. Let me pick a random something like, something like Sweet Home Alabama. We're all tired of Sweet Home Alabama, right? We've all heard it multiple okay. times a day, right? Yeah. But you could still go, that song's good. I'm just tired of it, right? Okay. Fly Like an Eagle just sucks, but somehow Why? I still hear it multiple times a day. Because you, 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 all right, first of all, you're generating bad energy and you're getting bad energy back in the oh, form okay. of Steve Miller songs. <laughs> that's that's a big part of your problem. I don't remember right reading that in any Titch Non Han books. Who, Titch Non Han? <laughs> <laughs> wow, are we going down some strange, sort of like, you know, guru esque sort of Some uh, Buddhist tunnel. books, man. Buddhist. I am Titch Nan Han. <laughs> Was he got demon makeup on? <laughs> Jin Summons name in, in Buddhist is Titch Nan Han. So those are actually my novels. <laughs> yeah, right. In Japan, I'm also known as Sun Tzu. I wrote The Art of War. Initially, it was called Kiss, but they changed <laughs> it to The Art of War. That's outstanding. Did In Russian, my last name is actually Tolstoy. I wrote Anna Karenina. <laughs> How about Mark Garney saying Bon Jovi is his Steve Miller? 
Bon Jovi is nowhere near as bad as Steve Miller. I, in my mind, true. First off, second of all, Bon Jovi's not bad. He was better. He was much better, and he's. <laughs> How about that comment? Art of War Machine. <laughs> all right, there we go. I Except like for when did it happen where Bon Jovi decided, like, all of a sudden he's just made this transition to where he's now he's trying to be Springsteen. Well, I mean, they're both from Jersey. I know that. But, like, at one point, Bon Jovi was, like, you know, they were, like, in the hair metal scene. I know they were writing big pop hits and stuff, but they were part of that whole thing. And then he did, like, sort of, like, the alternative thing in the 90s. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no, he's Springsteen now. He got old, like Springsteen. Springsteen's still better. I didn't Patch. say he wasn't, was or wasn't, though you're wrong. Bon Jovi's better. No. But I prefer. Uh, yeah, especially now. Bon Jovi's sounding great. Yeah, for like sure. You're right. Bon Jovi now versus Springsteen now. I would choose Springsteen. Steve Miller. <laughs> Springsteen. Uh, I would choose neither. Two things uh, from Pat Middlestat. Uh, Time Machine, great song off Dehumanizer. Absolutely. As is Buried Alive, as is uh, After All. All three of those songs are killer. And did anyone like Death Magnetic? I didn't. It's the least worst of the newest version of Metallica, if that makes sense. I mean, it's better than Lulu. I That's could fart the, the, and this Roger song could eat sucks. It, it would be better than Lulu. This song sucks for the next 10 weeks. I'm just going to pick one track from Lulu. No, 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 no. That's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That is this this career sucks. Yeah, that, just, that is like why. I want to know. We have to talk about this because I want to know who convinced either party, Lou Reed, to work with Metallica or Metallica to work with Lou Reed. Who convinced those guys that this is a good idea and we're going to come out with something? This is going to be good. I, I don't know. It's literally really the worst know. thing ever. It's terrible, and I never even want to address it. That's how bad it is. But um, we could, you know, say the entire album of Lulu for this song sucks. But again, that's honorary. That's like up there with Mother. Yeah, it's bad. You know, it's it's just really, really bad. Like, you know, great bands making really bad decisions. Um, all right, so. And Jeff Henderson, there is something I agree with him on. Springsteen sucks ass. Doesn't he like kick Tracy, though? He does. I didn't say he's right about everything. (laughs) Or many things, (laughs) for that matter. (laughs) But I still love this. That's fantastic. (laughs) Art of War Machine. That is so good. (laughs) Go Missing Link, go. Uh, All right, so my song that sucks. I went with the Rolling Stones this week because I heard this on the radio a few days ago, and I was like, why? I picked the Stones last week, so this this is a good lead-in. Yeah, it's... um, I hate this song. Um, Like, because it sounds like... It's just weak. It's just lame. It's a song from the album called The Rolling Stones, which is their first album, uh, called Tell Me. Now, you know the song. Okay, yeah. Tell me you're coming back to me. You're gonna tell me you're coming back to me. Like, 
Shut up. <laughs> this is this is just weak sauce. Yeah, <laughs> right. Freaking Rolling Stones. Come on. Tell me you're coming back to me. Tell, shut up. Do you think they were doing that too? Did they go? Bah! Yeah, I think they the did. shoulder. Yeah, back to me. By the way, uh, if you want to talk about stage moves, like back to me, go and and just search Tom Jones Ed Sullivan show, like from 1968, and he's oh he plays it's not unusual the shortest version of it's not unusual I've ever heard it's literally a minute and a half long, <laughs> like they leave out the first verse. Uh-huh. Like they skip the first verse, they go right to the second verse, and then they cut out the one note guitar solo, uh, and just go right to the end. But he does this like, like, <laughs> love is gonna do what you want it to. And he does this like this this hip motion thing while doing the double guns, and it's like, wow, Tom Jones, that's fantastic. Speaking of things, just you know, gyrating on stage, which I mean, of course. <laughs> that right there says it all totally what? trying to do, trying to channel elvis oh my god and hey lisa marie presley yeah spill some out you, what about her record better than springsteen yeah okay roger put the fucking shoe down <laughs> he's got my converse one stars uh that's not going to be good. It's no. not going to end well. No, not for him. He made it to two. <laughs> Might be Happy birthday, ends. Roger. Happy birthday, Roger. Ro- Come here, Bubba. Come on. Come on up. You guys say goodbye to everybody. There we go. Good boy. All right, Roger, look in the camera up here and tell everybody thank you for celebrating your birthday. All right. That put was the, very, put very the mic on him. There you go. Roger, speak. <laughs> There we go. Oh, wait. I can get him to talk. Come here, buddy. Come here. All right. There we go. You going you gonna to say something now? Oh, thank you. And that was what? And then... And then what? Roger, what do you think of Steve Miller? He likes him. He likes him. <laughs> it would have been so great if he had just farted. What do you ask him that? <laughs> All right. That's enough from Roger. Hey, buddy. Listen, we're finishing the show, and then we're going to go out. Sound good? Sound good? Look in the camera. Does it sound good? All right. Anyway, uh, that's it. That's all we got. We're just stalling time now. I don't know what we're stalling for, but we're done. <laughs> no, we went through all of our segments. We did. We went through all the segments, so that means... It is time What's to that? sign off. What's happening, baby? Fuck you! Fuck you! Oops. Uh, I gotta come up with a with a like a secondary jingle. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that over the weekend or something. Um, next week I'm gonna try to get a guest. We'll think of a topic. We still need to get um, BT on the show with us. Well, both BTs. Brett yeah, well, Turner I, and Bob Tyrell. Well, you work on... They're your guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know you because of Bob Tyrell. They're my guys? I thought I met you because of Bob. Right, that's what I'm saying. Aren't they, so, they, but, I mean, you live there. Like, he lives there. 
You think that does me any good? You see him more than I do. I don't know. Dude, I see him once every three years now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Though he did, he did just, uh, just just tag me for a guitar that he bought a bunch of years ago that I sold him. So I remember yeah, that. I'm yeah. Playing his guitar, I'm like yeah, awesome. So, uh, um, wait, that means we gotta do this again. Yeah, there we go. Uh, great. So we're gonna come back next week. We'll let you know on you know Tuesday morning what the hell is happening. I don't know. Hopefully, we'll know before then. Be able to lead you into this. Uh, my name is Mike. That is Nick. Nick, what store do you own? Rock City Music Company. And where are you located? Five Mile in Farmington in Livonia, Michigan. And where can we find you? RockCityMusicCo.com and all social media platforms. That is awesome. Now, y'all got to do something. Y'all got to tell people to subscribe. Come see the show. Subscribe if it's your first time here. Hit subscribe. Hit share. Share it with everybody. Subscribe and hit the bell thing. And here's the thing. When we hit 100 subscribers, I'm going to give away some shit. But we have to hit 100 subscribers first. So this is the push. Starting now. 100 subscribers. Not Let's asking go. for much. Not asking for much. I don't even know I how many ain't asking for much. Uh, how, many, how many subscribers don't do we have? Don't say right it. Now? Well, why? We have 67 subscribers. Yeah, we're far. We're far. Yeah. We need 33. That's all. I that's mean, look, a 33%. Started, that's a ticket master percentage increase. Do you know how many we had when we started this? Like three. Like two. Right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we've gone up 1,200% from two. <laughs> we've gone up Ticketmaster charges in percentage. It's fantastic. All righty. My name is what? My name is who? who? My name is we're out of here. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> chicka Chicka Mark Garney.